0: This is Caroline Williams, Red River Rock and Roll from Burke Burnett, Texas. You're listening to Midwest Monsters. I'm you know. excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I got to tell you,
1: something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked.
0: So, I mean, that's kind of that's debatable. But I mean, it's a great movie. That you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these
1: films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now, is that on so many pages, we're <laughs> like right there with each other. But then, I mean, it, it's it's almost inevitable that, uh, you know, half the time we're going to go, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. I'm sorry, man. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I am one of your hosts, I am Grizzly Abner, and I am joined by Mad Chan. And tonight I'm cold toddy. He is not the hot toddy tonight that you know and love from other episodes. He is cold toddy, (sighs) because the professor has awful heating in his apartment, and uh, the heat it's from the ceiling. It doesn't come any more than four feet from the ceiling. So we're sitting below that. We're in the danger zone here. So uh, we're sitting here. Uh, Hot Toddy has just made some cookies that started in the shape of uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. But then when they cooked and rose, they just became regular cookies. chocolate chip cookies. And you all still ate those. Oh, for show, sure. yeah, For show, sure. yeah. Ain't going to mess up on that. So... Hey, uh, again, I know that we have explained it several times, but uh, we're just going to keep explaining it till it sticks. That we are in our new format. Yeah. That um, as work schedules have changed and lives have changed, uh, you know it's just become a new opportunity to try out some new things for the show. And I really like where it's going. Yeah. It's been wonderful to hear some other voices, to have Vinny on the show, to have Rye Bones back on the show. And now to get hot toddy or cold, toddy, me, tonight. cold, toddy, tonight <laughs> cold toddy tonight back tonight. on the show. I think right. it just diversifies and offers some new voices and really lives into that vision that we had for the Midwest monsters. Yeah, man, we're expanding. Yeah. No, oh, we, we franchise in this business. <laughs> so, uh, tonight, Joined by Hot Toddy, we are talking about the Creep Show franchise.
0: Yes. Franchise? Series? I'd call it a franchise. Okay, cool. Cool. Because um, of, well, because of the unofficial third installment. Right, right. And you can't really call it a trilogy because of that.
1: So that's right. I'm glad Mad Chan brought that up, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Creep Show 1, Creep Show 2, Creep Show 3, and what most people consider the unofficial Creep Show 3: Tales from the dark side right and we'll get into that when we get to that film explaining why we chose to include that tonight uh but i think that being said uh any any general thoughts you want to throw out about the the series as a whole how do you feel about it uh cold toddy what do you think bud
2: um i, I love the i love the series except for one installment <laughs> um, and we'll get to that <laughs> i don't think i really knew until doing this exactly why uh what was going on with tells in the dark side is the third one. But I mean, it also kind of, uh, is the TV series as well. So it's a pretty big franchise. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mad Chan. What do you think about
1: this? Uh, Craig show
0: was my introduction to the vignettes.
1: Yeah. It, like it's this, the anthology style, style. The anthology. That's yeah, right. was That's my, right.
0: was my introduction to that. Um, with the around. um, not to I be confused love...
1: with the reach around.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Because uh, one of those will leave you very happy, and the other one will leave you <laughs> wondering why there's a cartoon <laughs> after each little story. <laughs> but uh, I think that was also another thing that I really enjoyed about this series as a whole, except for one installment, was uh, I, lo- I like the cartoons. The cartoons always stuck out to me. The the little boy with the Venus flytrap, oh, yeah. you know, getting the comics. Oh, yeah. Those kind of things. The Creeper. Uh, I I really enjoyed that. So this was kind of my, I think, my introduction to vignettes.
1: Cool. Very cool. Um, overall, I, I'm, I'm a mark for anthology stuff. Yeah. I just love it. Um, because I, I'm, I'm just a hit or miss kind of guy. Sometimes I've got a short attention span and I want anthologies to just give me fun little, you know, hits right Right, along. But sometimes I am a guy who wants to sit down and watch a a two and a half hour dry drama. You know what I mean? Like it just depends on what day of the week you strike me, but more often than not.
0: Also depends on if. Kevin Costner's in it or not. Of know?
1: course, because of course, you know. It ain't I mean, worth
0: watching less two and a half hours less Kevin if, right. right,
1: if you ain't Dances with Woofs, I, uh, <laughs> I want it to be a little shorter, all right? So, uh, you know, I, I really like this, and some of my earliest horror mo- uh, movie memories are with Creepshow, too,
0: right
1: on. and just reminded me watching it again, and uh, I've got some interesting things to share about that when we get there, so uh, let's get on the way here. Let's talk about Creepshow. One. Mad Chan, give us the details.
0: So, Creep Show 1982, directed by George Romero, written by Stephen King, screenplayed by Stephen King. Uh, this one was made up of five small vignettes with a wraparound. Uh, the wraparound starred uh, Tommy Atkins. Uh, no mustache. Yeah. No mustache.
2: Unrecognizable. The real man.
0: Tommy, throw me Atkins. Uh, the five different vignettes were Father's Day, starring Ed Harris, and uh, John Amplis comes in as the corpse. Um, the Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill, And Jordy Verrill is played by none other than Stephen, Stephen King. King. Uh Something to Tide You Over, starring Leslie Nielsen, Ted Danson, and Galen Ross from Dawn of the Dead. Of course. Um The Crate, starring Hal Holbrook and Adrian Barbeau. And then they're creeping up on you, uh, starring E. G. Marshall. Yeah, man. So you wanna where do we go from here? Where do
1: we go from here? That's a good question. I almost wonder if it was erroneous of me to not ask you maybe beforehand. Should, should we say it at the end or right now? What was your, what's your favorite installment of the whole, of all four movies? I think the- Save that for the end or do it now?
0: I'll do I'd rather do it. Let's just say favorite installment of each movie and then- Oh, or, or, okay. Yeah, overall.
1: Okay. Or I was saying, which, which, should, I, should we say which is your favorite movie of all four of them first? Or save that
2: for the end.
0: Let's save that for the end. Okay.
2: Okay. So because
0: I think it's going to be pretty obvious on some. Uh, I
2: will. Yeah. I will say something cool that I. Th- I think. Again, watching the series, is these are based off the, uh, you know, the EC Comics, which is tells from the crypt and and mm-hmm. tells from the vault, and they did have oh, two yeah. movies that tells from the crypt tells from the vault from the seventies, mm-hmm. but I think this totally got the tells from the crypt series going again. Yeah, and so it's kind of like a like a full circle, type of thing.
1: Absolutely. Because
2: it also spawned uh, monsters. Was definitely out of tales from the dark side. Of the series. Yeah. Um. So kind of brought what the, what they all love growing up as a kid, and then brought ended up bringing tales from the crypt back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and uh, that's the funny thing. I was able to watch two of these on YouTube. And that's not illegal. It was on YouTube,
0: right? No, um, I did the same.
1: Uh, and that was the thing, like when you would search for them on YouTube, it would pop up with other tales from the crypt skits. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's totally hand in hand." You know, right. and I love tales from the crypt. Love it because again, it's it's a small investment. You know, you can sit and watch part of it, and uh, you know, if you're done after a skit and want to go do other things, you can.
0: You know. So out of Creep Show one, out of the five vignettes that I just listed, what is your what's your favorite? Oh, that's a good one cold toddy
2: i can say the one that sticks with me the most to this day um you know uh ha- having seen a cockroach recently in my kitchen <laughs> oh. the first thing i did was throw away all cereal because <laughs> i noticed that if i even think a bug is in my house anything that i could possibly eat that has a bug in it has to go in the trash
0: so yours is they're creeping up yeah they're
2: creeping you. up on me has has to this day has stuck with me i think that one disturbs me the most and plus it also um uh, you know watching the president from superman 2 swear like a sailor and, and grumpy old man you know in, in this installment but
0: getting into race fights through the wall um I,
2: I i think overall that one just it might not necessarily be my favorite but it disturbs me the most you know that's funny that that's actually my least favorite one really yeah
0: that's works man. yeah
1: i think my favorite is actually father's day really yeah okay yeah, and it's it's funny because it's almost like one of the most cartoony ones of the whole series. Well,
2: I, I definitely noticed too, uh, and it's something that they 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 lose a little bit. But this one was definitely filmed like a comic book, and th- that segment alone shows um, up a lot. Um, and, and I I can't think of a movie other than Superman that really at this point had done that, where it's you know like most movies aren't going to acknowledge they're they're making something off a of comic book back right. in. The late seventies, right. early eighties. Later,
1: they did that with like the director's cut of the Warriors. You know, the, right. the director originally wanted to do that, but he didn't have the budget for it. But he went back and did that with the director's cut, and it pissed a lot of people off. And it's like, I like it. That's cool. Maybe that because that's how I was introduced to it. But uh, yeah, you're right. With that comic style, it works for some things. It doesn't work for others. Some people like it. Some
0: people don't. I think mine, out of the five, is in for a different reason. Is something to tide you over. And I think it's because it was the most recognizable one for me. Because I watched this after. I'd seen Cheers. I think even after I'd seen... I don't want to say Naked Gun, maybe Airplane. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew those characters. But even as I got older, the thing that, that gets me is situations that you can't get yourself out of. Yeah. Like, being buried up to your neck. And just watching your imminent death. Have either, on.
1: have either of you ever been buried in sand?
0: Um, not like not to that degree. <laughs> Me neither. I've had I've been covered like laying down, yeah. but not deep enough that I couldn't wiggle my way right out. I'm
2: of it. I'm claustrophobic, so <laughs> I'm not. I always wonder if it's not real. Gonna do that? Well, uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Th- there man.
2: There was a bunch of movies around Creepshow that did it, like yeah. Caligula and and other oh, films. Yeah. Oh, Caligula. <laughs> That wasn't the reason I was
1: watching Caligula. No, uh, no, no. 20-minute yeah. scene in,
0: the, in but, the middle
1: there. You know, like, uh, yeah, I was wondering if that's real. Surely somebody is done. But, yeah.
0: Well, um, no, no. If you lay down, it's one way. But, man, if you dug a six-and-a-half-foot hole and you had all the weight of that bearing down on you, yeah, there's no way to dig yourself out. I guess
1: you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, like, you know... I, I'm not we're, defending we're, we're, it. I'm right, just... right, right. But we're we're, we're from in, in farm country. Yeah, I mean yeah, You talk yeah. about guys who die in silos. Yeah, because they they fall into the corn and they literally
0: they can't get out. It smothers you. Right? Yeah.
1: So, eh, all right, I'll let it slide. You know, don't don't <laughs> fuck over the owner of Radio Shack. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, boy, I guess yeah. Let's just go for it while we're all tied. Yeah, yeah. Tied. No, we're over here. Just let's go. just go for it. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen is a bad guy. Oh yeah. That's out of sorts, you well,
2: know. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say, you know, not not necessary. Like, I think people our age know Leslie Nelson as like uh the, like the spoof movies, like Naked Gun, mm-hmm. Airplane. But really, other than Airplane, Leslie Nelson had only done serious roles yeah. at, at up to this point. He wasn't known for funny stuff. Yeah, I, I, even Prom Night was probably uh, a little bit out of the ordinary for for Leslie Nelson. So I don't. I like Airplane. I, th- I think those spoof movies made it because they were serious people, like Shelly Winters right. and Leslie Nelson.
0: Uh, I speak Jive. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, that's,
1: it's fascinating. What else about Tide? What do you, what do you guys like or dislike about that?
0: Um, like I said, the thing that gets me is the the imminent. Like, you're sitting there and you're watching your death. And then there's somebody else, pre-saw, pre-whatever, who's sitting back on closed-circuit television watching you yeah. die. Yeah. Just like, no, I buried this cat in the sand, and now I'm just going to sit here and watch the tide roll in on him while I enjoy my dinner and have a glass of wine and do whatever he's doing. You know, like, I'm just going to casually chill and watch this go on. That freaks me
1: out. Do you want to give a quick synopsis? Oh, uh, uh, go, go ahead. That's uh, good. Just uh, basically, uh, Ted Danson uh, gets picked up by Leslie Nielsen yep. uh, because Ted Danson is sleeping with his wife, with mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen's wife. And so he picks him up at gunpoint and makes him come with him. And, and shows him that he already has his wife someplace, you know, kind of captured as well. They vid- yep. Yep, shows him the video that she's in the sand and everything like that. And so it's basically a cat and mouse game about him just kind of losing his mind because his wife cheated on him with Ted Danson. And Ted and, uh, Danson even says, hey, you know what? Just give her a divorce, man. She just wants out. She doesn't want any of your money. And he goes,
0: no, <laughs> not having it. Not happening. Not the way life works. Yeah. He
1: says, because I, I, I keep what I want. All right. So that's, that's what leads to their, their Uh, ultimate I didn't notice
2: until, until watching it for this, that, uh, how closely it is there. There's another short Stephen King story called the ledge Mm. and it's actually used in cat's eye. It's, it's actually really similar to, to this story with like the, like the affair and maybe not as much as like the using the beach and stuff, but it's also, I, first time I was like, what the hell does Leslie Nelson do for work? Like, Uh, yeah, (laughs) right. Like, why, why I, you know, I, right. I think that was a rare thing to have, like, surveillance like that in your house in 82. I would think so.
0: Right. Or I r- running
2: so. the TV down on the beach.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. You,
0: that's why I thought he made that, the reference to him owning Radio Shack. <laughs> right. He just had all the gadgets, man. Yeah. He just had, he's like, what? 85 feet of coaxial? I got that. I got that. <laughs> I <don't>, got that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's basically, and then uh, we won't tell you how that one ends, but. Oh, I mean, we oh, have we to. Have
2: to. Is it a spoiler? We, we play do spoilers. This, we, we spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. The movie came out in
0: eighty two. If
1: you, ain't if you seen haven't this, seen it now, yeah. fuck off.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. But go ahead. So uh, so did Ted Danson and um, Galen Ross. Galen Ross die. Yep. Uh, the tide comes in and kills them, but he can't find their bodies. Tide must have took them out. Yeah, that's right. Tide took them out. Tide took them out. Well, they come back. Is really good looking aqua zombies.
0: Yes, covered in seaweed and moss and slime and white face.
1: Oh man, coming back to seek their revenge, okay. and there, there comes my favorite part in the skit with how cool it looks when they sh- when he shoots them in the head. Oh, and the and yeah. the blue blood water comes out of their head. Mm. Oh, it looks so good. was mm. a great special effects,
2: right? Of course, it's Tom Savini.
1: <laughs> well. We can't speak to his character as a man, but as a special we can speak effect, of his, <laughs> work, his, his work is pretty good. Yeah. I'm more of a and b guy, but I'll take Savini's work. It's okay.
0: Wouldn't be no K&B without Tom Savini. That's
1: true. That's true. But that's who I'm hiring these days.
0: Uh, <laughs> so the tide.
1: Good choice. Good yeah. choice.
0: Now, you said Father's Day was yours.
1: Let's step back one step. Okay, go ahead. And just uh, give the
2: wraparound synopsis.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Little boy. Uh, Played one, by... Joe Hill or Joe,
2: Joe King, King. which we all know now as the famous author, Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, if you have not
1: read lock and key, the comic book, one of the best things I've read since preacher. I love it. Uh, check out Joe Hill's work, lock and key. It's Mm -hmm. a wonderful graphic novel series. I called him
0: Joe Hill, but yeah, Joe King. Yeah. But, uh, well, it goes by. Yeah. He's the little boy. Yeah. Stephen King's little son and
1: Tommy Atkins is his dad Yeah, and just getting on him. For reading this rubbish.
0: This horror comics. This
1: horror comics. This bullshit. Yep. Beating him. Uh taking his comics out to the trash. And uh, you know, these are the stories from his comic book. Mm-hmm. So we check back in with him later. Father's Day. At first, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it's so annoying. Where's my kid? you know beating his cane where's my cake bitch yeah right he's so mean he's so mean i don't like mean people right um but uh so you've got this eccentric aunt who comes into town for every father's day right uh because she's the one who killed her father uh so she comes and she's drunk and she goes to his grave and uh uh this year there's a little surprise
0: i like i like the hand
1: yeah yeah what do you guys think of father's day
0: uh my favorite part of father's day is uh ed harris dancing around <laughs> yeah
1: that's really bad it's so <laughs> bad yeah i'm like god they must be on coke or something the way they're <laughs> dancing around
0: Ed harris is the precursor to jesse from from nightmare too
1: well, uh, jesse at least
2: had rhythm <laughs> i'm
0: just saying uh
2: toddy what do you think about the father's day skit i love this i love the whole movie so there's there's not a bad skit um i think probably visually it's probably one of the coolest ones because because it was more of the comic book yeah uh with like the bright colors um even even the scenes that didn't that weren't framed like a comic like they still there was like a lot of blues and some stuff and a lot of red um
0: I like I, I that scene where Nathan's corpse comes out of the ground. Nathan, yeah. yeah,
2: when he came back as a court, like everything he, like even his voice, just oh, yeah. everything they're was they're so awesome.
0: So, yeah, where's my cake? Yeah.
1: You and, know, it sounded a lot like Tarman. Oh yeah, yeah, It
0: looked a lot like Tarman.
1: Looked and sounded a lot yeah. like Tarman. And,
2: and I did read like one of the weird tidbits because it is something that what? Why did he come back this year?
0: Oh yeah, you were. And, me and we about were totally, uh,
2: you know, something about her spilling her drink on his grave, and and in some cultures. Uh, what, what was it that she spilled? Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. And and, and, so, and some cultures, the whiskey is like a like a like a rebirth type of thing. And what um, was it? That must the, be Irish.
0: Whiskey means what, what language is it? Uh,
2: and, in In Gaelic, it means water of life. Yeah, 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 yeah water, of, Gaelic, life. It so, means water ish, of life. So Iskabaha,
0: right? So it just things like that. I'd never noticed it. Like he brought it up to me, Interesting. Early. and
2: I, I don't think I even just rewatching it. I don't think I noticed that. And and I read it and was like that.
1: Oh, I noticed she spilled her whiskey. I was just mad that she spilled her whiskey. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that comeback is great. Great, the way he talks. Uh, and yeah. when he's in the house and that hand pops out, that's, or no, 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 no the grave. When the hand pops yeah, out of the yeah, grave. Yeah, yeah. That scared the shit out of me.
0: Right on. I I really, the thing I like, the end, when he comes out hold, with the head on the, the, head the, head on the tray. I got <laughs> my cake.
1: He's just walking around. And that was the, the end sweet end the daughter. That was
0: the good daughter. <laughs> but it's just things like that. I mean, it's, it's the little things that matter.
1: Yeah. It, when this, when this gets started, I thought, Oh, this is, um, uh, cause this is my first time watching creep show one. I just realized. Oh really? This time around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I grew up with creep show too, but this is my first time watching part one Why not?
0: and uh man. But by the end I was like, Oh, I'm on board. See I'm the, what you were talking about the, uh, like Ed Harris when he's drunk and he stumbles out into the through the graveyard, he comes across that bottle of whiskey and just picks it up. He's like, oh well, and oh just well. picks it up and tries to take a drink out of it and falls yeah. into the grave. It's like, yeah. oh dude, you're fucking up right now because she rolls over on top of him. Yeah, just little things like that. It's the little things I think that really make this movie.
2: Because
0: totally. each little vignette's got its own story, its own charm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all different. They're all good in their own way. They, they, they all, all feel
2: different, too. Right. You, yeah. you would almost think that it was different directors instead of just George Ramiro.
0: Okay. So um, Father's Day. So that's Father's Day. We talked about something that ties you over. Todd, your favorite one. Go ahead and give us the synopsis for the Creeping Up On You.
2: Uh, they're Creeping Up On You. Um, Basically, what I took at it, he always mentions that he owns the building. And it kind of almost felt like the super with Joe Pesci, where (laughs) he's like forced to live in one of his apartments. Um, I did read early on that it was like supposed to be this decked out carpeted badass pad, but because like there was no way they could have filmed the cockroaches. So it almost um, even as a kid, I always felt like this one was in the future. Right. Um, it's white and Yeah, everything's and... white and sterile. It's almost like he lives in a hospital. Yeah. Or he goes to Ivy Tech. Plus, Either way.
0: <laughs> Plus he's got the, uh, he, he's in that, it, like that sealed up, you know, his room sealed up. And, right. But man, dude, I, I'm telling you what, like cockroaches in general, we've talked about this before on this show, cockroaches freak me out, man. Like them, even big hissing cockroaches, you know things I you the Madagascar can see. Hissing yeah, bro, like too. anything. The cockroaches freak me out, and to see them, like you said, coming out of different things. Oh man!
2: Well, and, and that I, and makes I,
0: you start to look at things, like look at the bread. Like, did somebody sell that bread? You know, like you start to look at stuff in the cabinets. We don't have cockroaches, but I'm like, man, like you get. A little, I get a little freaked out after watching stuff like this. Well, and working at Rena Center. Oh, son, I. Oh, man, like we pulled a TV out one day and this cat that I was working with, John, that's all This cat. I was working with John. I grabbed this big tube TV, this big 32 inch tube TV when they still had tube TVs and I'm pulling it out of a TV stand and John looks at me and pushes me back and kicks the tube TV. And I was like, I was like, dude, what? And he was just like, hold on. And he goes outside and gets a blanket, a moving blanket and brings the moving blanket in. Puts it on the floor and it doesn't lift, but flips this TV out, not caring if it broke the screen. And when he flipped this TV out, millions I'm not, I, I'm probably exaggerating, but thousands of cockroaches at least started pouring out of the back of this television. And since, I mean, that's what, oh, I've been in it in real life, man. Like I was in this dude's apartment, I was in Upson's, Upson Pratt's apartment, dude.
1: When oh. when I worked at the record store, yeah. and you guys would park your Renaissance or vans right uh, behind the record yeah. store, mm-hmm. we would sometimes get cockroaches. Oh, a hundred percent, dude. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. we had to
0: fumigate, like we had to fumigate every other week. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Oh, yeah, I hate it,
1: the. Yeah, I just couldn't get into the skit. I get it, but I guess I just haven't been around cockroaches net. Well,
2: and I think too, he, I think he's a cockroach because the the one guy's on vacation in Florida. With his children, and he expects him to to make it there to fix his cockroach problem, right? Personally, he's also. uh, I don't think again. I I, some things you don't catch when you're a kid, but how you know he's he's actually pretty pretty racist as well. Yeah, arguing through the wall. (laughs) But um, I I did read, which is funny, that this one is the most expensive um, of all the segments, and it's because of the cockroaches that they spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars just on cockroaches Wow! because it's like 50 cents a cockroach
0: and if you if you watch the um oh what's the documentary just, just desserts. desserts they talk they they spend a whole segment in just desserts talking about wrangling these cockroaches well
1: yeah because you can't kill them
0: right they you were like they uh, can't be I, I
2: would imagine that too. that this uh they still have cockroaches in, right. the, in that studio they oh, were yeah. talking
0: about how they took people took props home from the set and weeks later, they would find cockroaches yeah. in different props that weren't even in this segment.
2: Yeah.
0: So I thought that was interesting. I was yeah. like, "Oh God!" And, you and you they know. brought them in these cockroaches. They was it Africa? They brought them in from? They they tell you in just desserts I, I they flew these that. cockroaches here from. These cockroaches were endangered. Oh wow. Oh, not endangered, but I mean, they were. They really weren't allowed to kill them because they weren't like regular U.S. cockroaches. They, they brought them in mm-hmm. from another country. Yeah. And yeah, and it's did, fun. If you guys haven't yeah. seen Just Desserts, it's all about the making of creep show One. It's definitely worth a watch, man.
1: All right, let's get through. Uh, yeah, we really these... do. I'm sorry, we talked. No, a lot that's about cool. This. I get it. Yeah, like yeah, I know. Yeah, like, these are they're, they're so worth talking about, and I think we're going to talk a lot about one and two. Right. You know, well, I
0: mean, even but Dark Side. Dark anyways, Side's got.
1: Some. We got it. Yeah, we got it. We got to so step this real up.
0: quick, and none of us really picked it. So let's uh, give the synopsis on the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, so. Uh, a meteor falls from the sky. Stephen King plays one of the worst
0: <laughs> accented
1: yokels. Uh, oh, Jordy, what have you done now? You know, and it's he just. He that ruler. Oh, gosh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, it's good. Like, it it's fun. So, it's so like in his good. defense,
2: though, Ramiro did tell him to play it as Wiley e. Coyote falling off a cliff.
1: That's fair. That's fair, but yeah, it's, it's fun, but it's stupid, but it's good. Um, so Jordy, uh, is, a, is an old farm boy living by himself. Parents are dead. No wife simpleton meteor falls from the sky and he's going to take it to the meteor department and at the, himself. at the college and <laughs> yeah. get him some money. He's going to get, gonna get that $150 to pay off the bank yeah. and, uh, and, but, uh, when he pours water on the meteor to cool it off, it cracks open and it's full of meteor shit. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the meteor shit on his fingers, all and over his hand, all over his hand starts and growing algae. So it's growing everywhere. So it's growing on his face. It's growing everywhere else. Yeah. And, uh, that's uh, the lonesome death of, uh, Jordy. Yeah. Any other comments to say on that one? <laughs> no,
2: there, there is some, a uh, little, uh, blink and you miss it like uh like the te- you can see like now leaving or right? you kind of miss castle it but rock, castle rock right, yep and it's um, in castle county yeah, yeah and i think i think maine is either shown or mentioned well that's where castle rock is which yeah, is yeah. where stephen king is from as well mm-hmm. yep and when he puts in all of his movies it's i mean it's fun it's and, fun, and I, yeah. I felt i felt uh, i felt a lot like watching christmas story like <laughs> with uh the, the weird dream sequences yes and- <laughs> yes very
1: much very much
0: uh, All right. The it, fifth vignette is The Crate. The Crate. Starring the beautiful, still to this day, Adrian Barbo. Beautiful. The first time I met oh, um, Greg Nicotero, mm-hmm. Greg Nicotero was playing with a fluffy puppet mm. doll that he had with a child. And I was and I was just in awe because he had this fluffy and this little kid this woman was holding was just laughing and giggling and trying to touch it with these big teeth. And Greg's nipping at him. And I'm just like, man, like that's the moment. Like that's the moment. I'm you don't want to catch it on film because you're not trying to be intrusive to these people. Right. Because she's having a moment. Greg's obviously just having fun. And then I'm walking up talking about (laughs) hee hee. Remember when y'all made Evil Dead 2? Wasn't <laughs> right. that amazing? But like, but the fl- I like Fluffy. Yeah, I think he looks amazing.
1: I think he looks like one of the apes from Congo. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks good. Yeah, he looks and, good. And, he looks- and I'm a weirdo that likes Congo. So that is a compliment. <laughs> that is not a, a, a downside. You're right on. So the crate is just... Uh,
0: brief synopsis
1: it's a college campus uh um they're at this party adrian barbeau plays one of the professors wives she's drunk
2: she's obnoxious the, uh I, i'm just what did you guys again watching <laughs> watching it later but
0: not until you the, told me about those
2: it. professors they were they were having an affair yeah <laughs> i don't think i really caught that as much as again as a kid you don't think about this kind of stuff unless yeah, that, you're
0: those two guys were getting it
2: man. yeah and then i I think that might have been more of why, I mean, other than she was obnoxious, but, you know, there's, there was even moments where he was the, the one guy's professors talking about that he can't take it anymore. It, I don't know if it's the secrets or what, but he's cut <laughs> off by Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Right on. It makes more sense now, too, why Hal Holbrook would go in and clean up his mess.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Right on. So what happens is they get a call from the university. They found a crate. Ra- a janitor has found a crate under a stairwell right uh and they cut it open and it's got fluffy this this just raging beast inside of he's it He's
0: so he looks so good dude. he's cool i he's like cool. fluffy a lot so uh any other things to say about the crate uh nothing about the crate but definitely check out creep show <laughs> man creep is worth a watch because the rap- the wrap around ends with uh the the little boy yeah
1: yeah uh has ordered a voodoo doll <laughs> from his comic books, and he's using it against his dad, mean old Tommy Atkins, right? and using this voodoo doll against his dad.
2: And, and
0: just I, like in part... Well, we're getting ready to get to part yep, two. Yep. The little boy's always ordering something out of these comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I feel like, too, that this one was more of a book-in than a wraparound. Yeah. Because it just... I, I think at some point, you can notice that, that the, the coupon for the voodoo kit's missing. Like, when they flip through the pages, but...
1: Well, we're not scholars, Todd. Right. We're not all like you, man. We're not all fancy
0: pants. <laughs> <He just> put, <laughs> and I like did Grizzly say... pointed at me to give the synopsis. I'm like, dude, dude. <laughs> I will say, too,
2: something I did not know, but this was the only George Romero movie that ever opened at number one of all his films. Oh,
1: wow. I had no idea.
2: So, fun fact.
1: Fun fact. Fun fact. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. Moving into Creep Show Two, and uh, let me ask before we move on. I know we're going to talk about the end, right? Is Creep Show One your favorite of all the series for either of you? Uh,
2: I feel like it's a tie between one and uh, Dark Side.
1: And oh, okay. I,
2: I I know most people say two. I yeah. I disagree.
1: Okay. Well, that being said, moving on to Creep Show Two, my favorite.
0: <laughs>
1: As I look you in the eye.
2: Was it the Get Along Gang cartoon that played throughout it that yes. hooked that you?
0: Yes, uh, Mad Chan, take us into Creep, creep Show to 1987, directed by Michael Gornick, written by George Romero, based on stories by Stephen King. Stephen Stephen King. Um, we got the creep in the very beginning, played by none other than the great Tom Savini. Um, our segments include Old Chief Woodenhead. Starring George Kennedy and Dorothy L'Amour, who was beautiful back in the day. Yeah. She really was. Uh, the Raft, starring Paul Satterfield and Daniel Beer. And then The Hitchhiker, starring Lois Childs, Tom Wright, and an appearance by Stephen King himself playing the truck driver.
1: Yep. Yep. So, Creep Show 2. <laughs> Can we talk about the creep? Oh, the creep
0: is amazing,
1: dude. <laughs> oh, your little boy. You want this comic book
0: real bad. The makeup is so ridiculously bad. It's bad. So bad. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's great though, it's Tom Savini.
1: Yeah,
2: well, it, it would be like him like that. It's not
0: like, it's not like we're watching Knight Riders. I mean the cat, yeah. There's some sustenance in this character, man. <laughs> I
2: I again I kinda of, from uh seventy six tells from the crypt to the TV series. I feel like this is even more of a step to, to what we know as the Crypt Keeper. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah, with the
0: face. And, totally. Yeah.
2: And, and especially the animated version of him.
1: Right. So yeah. So then it goes from there with this awful looking.
0: <laughs> I uh, didn't write the name down, but a completely different guy does the voice in the animated for the animated. Uh, oh, okay. For the animated creep. Gotcha. I, I, so I spaced, I didn't write that. So name it makes down.
1: this jump from the animate to the, from the live action version to the animated version. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which like I some, thought was fun enough. And that's that's the wrap around uh, mm-hmm. throughout the the series.
0: I, I like this one. I really like the wrap around on this one. Yeah, I didn't like the vignettes as much. The the individuals. Uh, I wish, I like the wrap around. I wish
2: the wrap around would have been live action. Like I didn't like the cartoon in it to be honest. Oh, and it, okay. it it definitely. I'm like I'm. A, I don't know. It reminded me of so many of the bad, which I loved them, but it was like I was waiting for the Care Bears or something to show up and help the kid, or or maybe so some, Care Bears, some those Maybe some guys, Joes yeah. to come up and. You know, talk about the dangers of fly traps and.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into it. Uh, Favorite skit from this one.
2: Mine has to be the raft. Mad cheesy.
0: If I have to pick one, I'm gonna pick the hitchhiker.
1: Wow, the raft is one of my favorite segments in all of
2: horror history.
0: Really, it's one of my. I I think it's.
2: I think it's that good because even.
0: do you know why? Because it's the actual horror movie scenario. You run a cat up a tree or a kid up a tree, and then you figure out how to get him down off the tree. And
2: then you show him some titties. And
0: <laughs> but no, I mean it's, it's creepy. It's the literal. It's yeah. the literal. It's day one writing class. This is how you cope. Yep, this is exactly. how you bridge a story. It's- and you never, if you, as long as you don't fault from that or stray away yep. from that, you've got a great story. I can see that. Man. This
1: is a this is a thirty minute version. Of Adam Green's Frozen, yeah, you
0: know, no, it really, is, it yeah. really, and it, and it
1: is, and and it's perfect, but yeah. but let's let's do them in order because okay. we've got some. So let's talk about
2: Old Chief
1: Woodenhead.
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> I like like in in defense though, like. Native American folk, like there's so many good stories. I will say the idea of it was is awesome. No,
1: it's a great story. I
2: hated yeah. the guys in it. Like uh, I thought
1: So let me set the synopsis here. Yeah. So so you've got this old general store in an old town going out of you know, they can't keep up their business. The town's dead. It's you know, it's just that way. And um he keeps he's got his old Indian chief. Uh, it used to be a thing for selling cigars. You yeah, cigar a, store Indian. You had yep. a you had a cigar store Indian. Uh, at Hank, least that's
0: what we call them.
1: You're right. Sorry. Hank Williams had a famous song called "Kalaja." Kalijah was a wooden Indian standing right. at the door. You know, um, he fell in love with the maiden over at the hardware store. <laughs> Kalaja. Did he watch Creep Show too? when he wrote it. Or <laughs> this is uh, probably year forty that. years before. Um, so this is the thing, you know, you had your wooden Indian out front and I've always wanted one, but I cannot afford one. Not a good one. Not a good one. Right. So, you know, um, I could play a real one. Oh yeah. Oh, we have before. <laughs> um, you can find that picture on our Facebook page. Uh, sure. That's right. On the Facebook. Uh,
2: we can add that. We can add that up
1: on the, uh, on the Grizzle. So, um, so, you've got this old wooden Indian. Yes. And then the guy the guy can't afford to go on. His wife's telling him to stop. Uh, an Indian chief or a, a tribal elder stops by. Right, right, And gives him, like, a whole bag full of, like, traditional silver and turquoise.
0: Oh, man. Like And says,
1: we owe you too much. Right. You keep these, and if we don't pay you out in two years, you keep these important relics
0: from and, our tribe. Yeah, do with them what you must. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the guy's like, okay, I can't do that, but he does. And then later... This this group of, uh, for lack of a better term, jerk offs. Yeah, come and rob the store and kill the... the
2: the one. The one is the nephew of the the Indian chief.
0: The one. Let's talk about him for a second. I, I call mean, him. I call him. Uh, pretty I, hair. <laughs> I, I feel like it was
2: uh, maybe a precursor to uh, to Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
0: Oh man, <laughs> this guy is
1: the nephew of the tribal elder. And he's got, a, he's got his, his fat, stupid friend, and he's got his rich, preppy friend. Yes. And, um, and they're robbing this store. And this guy is about as Native American as Professor Wagstaff.
2: <laughs> which, if you've ever seen Professor, he's as
1: <laughs> Irish and German as they come. This guy, they have just painted him, or they put spray tan on him, And a wig. Something they had to. This guy is as Anglo as they come. He is not Native American at all. And I think if you look up the actor, he's not. He's not Native American.
2: That's not Pocahontas. That's Jennifer Lopez. That's
1: right. He ain't even J-Lo Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is straight up spaghetti Western Indian, where they took Italian dudes and made them play Indians. Okay. Got
0: Got his olive skin.
1: Yes. This is Dean Martin in a wig. Okay. Uh. And that is what annoys me the most about this story. And his acting is so bad because he's going to... Oh, seriously. He thinks he he is gorgeous. Guys, take this away from me before I get more.
0: Oh, here. Okay, so so pretty hair, fat guy, and the rich kid (laughs) all come into the store. Um, They all come into the store. He decides that they're going to hold the store. They're going to hold the store up. They're going to take whatever they want because they're on their way to... Hollywood. Hollywood. So pretty hair can be an actor, and he's going to take these two cats along as his flunkies because rich kids' parents bought him a Trans Am. Basic story. I mean, you hear it every day. Right. Rich kid gets a Trans Am. Indian guy wants to be an actor. But anyway, so during the course of the stand or the hold up, they shoot pretty hair. Shoots and kills the shop owner and his wife. Shoots the wife first, then shoots the shop owner, who played by George Kennedy. Might we add? We had, Le, we had alumni. Leslie Nielsen in the first one. George Kennedy in the second.
2: One. I feel like OJ should have been in Creepshow three. <laughs> just saying.
0: But uh, well, two thousand six, yeah, he probably should have. Um, so they do that, and then they're going to skip town, and they're going to head out for Hollywood. Well, after this tragic crime happens, our drugstore or cigar store Indian chief and I, I didn't write his name down i'm so sorry uh chief, chief would well that's what we're calling him. but what's the actual one that they gave i think that's what they call him. The, i thought the guy gave him a different anyway he comes to life and seeks revenge yeah and um literally he shoots one guy with some arrows yep he hits another guy with a tomahawk yep and then he scalps pretty hair yeah yeah <laughs> like, over. I
1: love the story. I love the story. Right, right, the, the acting of the the three uh, antagonists is shit. Yeah, they're, dude. They're
2: which awful. which one of them is David Holbrook, which is Hal's son. Yeah. I'm oh, not really? Sh- not sure which one that is, but
1: he had to be the preppy guy. He didn't yeah, have yeah. It wasn't the fat guy or pretty hair. <laughs> so hey, it's you know what like overall like it's a good story for a skit, but right. it's just poorly acted.
2: Yeah the 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 Indian was um the Indian sh- that was awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To life. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have I everything it. with. I him. love it. Yeah. 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 Well, there were the subtle things where he moved his eyes. Yep. In the in the er, in the earlier scenes where he's looking and his brows furrow and things, and you're like, and oh the, shit, did I
1: see that? And when the elder like yeah. salute scene. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just
0: little things like that, which made that. But yeah, overall, I agreed. Like this one was this one was lacking. Yeah. For me,
1: yeah. Totally. For me, I mean, right, other yeah, people, no, I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it. It's it's probably the weakest of the three. No, it is definitely the weakest of the three. Right, yeah. definitely. No, definitely. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anything anything else to say before we move on? Roll on to my favorite skit of the film. My favorite skit of any horror anthology ever, okay. and in in my my hall of fame for the horror film genre.
0: Really? The so, Rat. why don't you go ahead and uh, go ahead and intro then? Just some kids. In
1: college, Work looking it. to have a good time. It's it's hit October and it's still warm enough, supposedly.
0: It's October. It's freezing.
1: Yeah. The, it's <laughs> freezing,
0: but they're still going swimming. Still going swimming.
1: because they're going out to this swimming hole. No one knows they're there. It's a secret because I think it's kind of a private spot, but mm-hmm. the raft is still there. The raft's the raft still, there, is still there, right? Yeah, it's still there. I just saw it two weeks ago. The raft's we there. still there. We were
0: there on vacation. That's we were right. there on a field trip.
1: That's right. And so they're going out uh, to go swimming and just basically to 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 hook up with the girls, you know. And uh they go out to smoke, the raft.
0: Smoke some joints. Smoke some Jays. Lots of J's. Yeah, and
1: uh they get to, as they're swimming out to the raft, they notice this weird what they think is an oil spill. Oils, oh, yes. But then it keeps it's following the girls. I so like in the beginning
0: we get when we get to see it, eat the bird. Yes. That's that's your first indicator yeah. that something's wrong. Right,
1: right, right. And long story short, the oil spill is not an oil spill. It's some weird, unexplained entity. Right. That, that
2: That's never explained.
1: It's never explained. Which and is it, why it's great. And it yeah. tries to eat all of them, and it does. And we'll, we'll get to the ending here in a second. But uh, it's a masterpiece. Well, it's, and it's simplicity. In yeah. its simplicity, it is a masterpiece. I, I think
2: I, I love this even more. And, and because uh, being a little weird, Rain man, little nerdy. Horror kid. Most people come to me for movies that they don't know, but there there's a weird movie that Sammy Terry used to play. And it was it was something similar to this, but they were like on an island or Yeah. Or, or whatever. But anytime they got in the water, this this creature like thing, like in Creepshow Two, would come after them or kill them.
1: Well, as Man Chan said, this is not anything new. This is not anything spectacular. It's just the basic rule done. To a T. It yeah. really is. And done
0: well. well they, they they even start the story
2: good. by smoking pot. Yeah. They
0: right. give you they give you a horror, they give you a, a basic horror background. We're smoking pot, we're bringing women out here to try to score. We're doing something we shouldn't be doing.
1: And this is exactly not only is it you know film 101. Right. It's Urban Legend 101. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's Urban Legend 101. Dude. And like that's why it hits so many of these tropes for me because it's just perfect. In the fact that like, this is what you grew up being warned about. Mm-hmm. These are the urban legends. This is the man with the hook down lover's lane. Yeah. This is, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Like this is everything of a perfect oh God, urban, we legend. Do urban
0: legend, man.
1: Oh man. And it's like
0: doing urban legends episode. And
1: man. it's just, it, it's a masterpiece. I love it. Cool, man. I love it. And it's simplicity. Um, any other thoughts before I, I spoil the ending?
2: Uh, there, there is a weird, and I can't think of the college, but uh, one of the girls actually has a shirt for college. Mm-hmm. It's actually the university that's on. It's on the crate in the crate
1: oh, from Creepshow Show One. Cool, I did not notice.
2: Fact,
0: <laughs> fact. You know, uh, you know, my husband
1: is uh, Dean Wormer at Faber College. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, there was just some really cool, really cool things that I did like about this sketch. The sketch was uh the way that people dissolved blob style yeah when it when when they got yeah. them yeah like uh oh man like the one first the girl who goes in first you get to see the arm yeah. and then when the guy goes second you get to see his foot but then the third the third victim the girl that that, that was the most water, disturbing
2: when for she's me she's in the
0: water and she comes out and she's melting and she oh Son, it, it was beautiful. There's our done. second
1: Tarman reference oh, when she yes. comes up looking like Tarman. Looking like
0: Tarman. there you go, man. Yeah. So and and, and, I and, that and would man. she have
2: died if uh, if he didn't try to try to sleep with her while she was sleeping? Uh, yeah,
0: thing. can we yeah, let's, talk about I got that right here. what's the purpose of trying for the sex on the middle of the raft? Man, in the, of the situation. I think to fuel, like you said, the urban legend. One more thing: you, we saw some boobies. He tried. And in him trying this, she tilts her head to the side. And I don't want to say ecstasy because she wasn't really awake.
1: Yeah. But,
0: you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, he tried to do something naughty, and in doing something naughty, it got her killed.
1: Yeah, the only downside to this skit is it got a little rapey. little yeah. rapey.
0: Got a lot of rapey. It's baby, uh, it's cold outside. Rapey. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> What's in this drink? Baby, it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> At least I said no. Baby, it's cold outside. That's his answer you know? for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's the only downside to that.
0: So go.
2: And what, I was gonna say, and the best is is the asshole makes it to shore, and and I beat you. I won oh man right and almost at that
1: point almost at that point because he took advantage of old girl sleeping and got her killed we're like you know what fuck you man i hope the thing (laughs) does get you so so he takes advantage of the oil spill eating old girl and that's me i'm standing up even after you know i've seen this 10 times right i'm standing up in my living room going go now jump off the raft this is your chance And so he jumps off and he swims to the shore and he makes it. And then he just sits just out of the water range. And he goes, yeah, I beat you. Fuck you. You know, I made it. And what does the oil spill do?
0: Tidal waves over him. Tidal
1: jumps out of the water to consume him. And
0: that's the thing that always gets me, even now after seeing this so many times. Why did you stay on the shore? Right. Why did you not run for the car? Right.
2: Well, then to make it worse is they they pan over to no swimming. He he is retarded.
1: But one thing that will always stick in my mind about this skit, too, is that the radio's playing. The whole time. The whole time. And then after he's eaten and they pan over to no swimming, the radio's playing. And it's just perfect urban legend material, man. It's just perfect. It is
0: perfect. The sign's just enough hidden by the foliage yeah
1: totally totally so all right on to the last skit the hitchhiker the hitchhiker, the hitchhiker. which is funny this is the skit i just is the least remembered to me see it's- and even watching it this time around i like it better you know i think it's a great skit but for some reason when i think of Creepshow show 2 i only remember the first two skits
0: it's the morality tale told and from i believe the way take it is two different angles yeah uh one her infidelity Yep. and to the fact that she commits this hit-and-run. Yeah. So it's it's that tale told from two different angles. And uh, again, we get to see that Stephen King. Stephen King's It is on the background of the headboard. Uh-huh. So his, like he's all over this, and that's why I really like... This was 87, It came out in, what, 85? I know It takes place in 85. I'm not sure what year the book actually I think there's actually out. other books,
2: too, on the headboard. Well, the, the,
0: the, the, it, But the hardback of It is prominently featured in the... The scenes where he gets the cigarette and he's sitting up talking about negotiating. Because like like
2: like that guy read, but right, 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 right.
0: Um man, I, I love that. Um so this woman, I'll give you a little rundown. This woman is cheating on her husband. Her husband's a lawyer. Um, she's going to what we're to assume is a male prostitute. Um,
2: you have to. She pays. You have to assume that.
0: But I mean, she's paying it for. it But I mean, that's the thing. Like she's at the. This guy's not here. He they negotiate price. She's paying him. He talks about charging her per orgasm and things. So she's seeing. She goes. She sees this guy, and apparently she falls asleep because she wakes up with not much time, and she's rushing home to beat her husband home. Right. She's talking out loud to herself all the way home. How am I going to explain this? And in the course of doing that, there's a hitchhiker on the side of the road in a slicker, much like a Jennifer Love Huge Tits movie that we talk about <laughs> that we see later. Yep. There's a guy in a slicker that, gets, that she hits, and she doesn't know what to do, so she turns off her lights and drives on. Yep. And this guy, or some entity version of this guy, continuously... Jumps on her car, tries to get in her car. Hey, lady, thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah, thanks for the... Like, the whole way, dude. Stephen King makes his appearance as the truck driver, like I said before. He pops out. Um, She can't get rid of him. Cannot get rid of him. It's very much... Like... I like the ghost tale that always pops up with this, you know, like the seven seals, the seven seals broken, The seventh trumpets blowing. I always like that version, but this version of the story where the guy just won't go away and she's wild maniacally driving through woods, hitting things, ramming into trees. She hits this guy no less than 20 times. So it's it's not a real man. We know at this point that this is some kind of entity that's following her. And I think that's the thing I like about it is because that morality tale. She was doing two things. She did two things. She she shouldn't have been doing, and now it's making her pay for it. Mm-hmm. I really like that. God,
2: I think that's like the whole movie of Creepshow too. Is is it's not really uh like to me it was very PC pissed off. Like the planet's angry and 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 there's injustice and mm-hmm. and to me that was the kind of the whole the whole movie.
0: Yeah, so it's, a, it's a, all morality Uh it. what
2: I did find was cool though was this story was actually lined up that if they're uh they're creeping on you in part 1 became too much to do, this was actually going to take its place.
0: Oh, really? Oh.
2: So it, it was actually lined up for for Creepshow 1.
0: Oh, that's cool. I just like I said, I like this one just because of those little things. You know, it's nothing. I mean, it's It's simplistic in the fact that it's a woman and an entity with this man. Mm -hmm. And um, they make a point at one one point, they make reference to the fact that it is a black man. Yep. But they don't dwell on that. Yeah. It's not the cause or (laughs) effect. And this was... uh, and I, I kind of like that, that was just he was just an actor. That was the guy who is, happened to be in this role. Right. They make mention of it to say, hey, we're not pretending like this isn't a thing. Right. But it's not the purpose or cause for yeah. anything. So I thought that was neat.
1: Yeah. It's a good story. I like it. And I'm surprised that I, I remember it the least um, right. in retrospect. But when she goes through the woods and finally thinks that she's getting rid of him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's the excuse I'll tell my husband. I hit a tree, and her car is...
0: She's Yeah, she's still talking to herself the whole time.
1: Oh, every time. She's evaluating the time, her alibi... And the cost.
0: Well, and that's the thing that's, that speaks worlds. I mean, we're not about the world where she lives in. It's how much is this going to cost me to get out of whatever mistake I'm in, whatever I'm in
2: talks about the cost of fixing herself. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: You'll be brand new. Just like you stepped out of the showroom floor yourself. Yep. Yeah.
1: But then my favorite, when she gets home, her husband's not even there yet.
0: Yeah.
1: Totally avoidable risk but then the bloody beat to shit corpse that she thought she had finally gotten rid of pops out from out of the car.
0: Yes. Thanks,
1: Thanks for the ride lady.
0: Love that dude. Oh <laughs> man. So good dude. I, Cause he comes home, he opens that garage door and looks in there and, and it's just smoke <laughs> billowing out and you're like, Oh man, it was, I like that. That's I good. really did. I like
1: that. All right. Any final thoughts for creep show Two?
2: Uh I will say something we didn't mention was Howard yep. Berger did the FX. Yes. Oh, so yeah. this is probably kind of when he was starting to take off. Yeah.
0: No, is this the one that was uh supervised by Stan Winston?
2: Uh is that this one? That I'm not I'm not too sure. Oh. I don't I don't I never saw a mention of Stan Winston. Okay,
0: so it's one of these. I'll i have made a note of it. It must not be this I one. I think Stan Winston's uh Dark Side. Dark side, yeah. yeah. And, and, I know and, he did the K&B does the effects, and he supervised.
2: Yes, the, yeah. There was actually, to, to compare with the first one, they actually were going to do five stories. Right on. So because of budget. Like, this one was actually made for way less than what the first yeah, one the was. the
0: first one was $8 million bucks estimated, yeah. this one was three point five. I kind of like it being three
2: stories. And, well, and, and and one of them is Cat from Hell, which is Tells Us from the Dark Side. Got carried over to that. And the other one is called Pinfall. And it was a short story by Stephen King about ghostly rival bowling teams.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. See, we're, I want to see that. I want to see Pinfall yeah, that's, with you. That's, that's where
2: we're
1: at.
0: I'm, I'm with you on Pinfall.
1: The wraparound um, finishes with the cartoon of the boy has, uh, is being bullied. He gets his Venus flytrap stomped, but lo and behold, we find out that he has got other ones and they're man eating Venus flytraps and they eat the bullies.
0: Yes. Man, Love horrible. that.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's move into uh, Tales from the Dark Side, and uh, if one of you guys could give an explanation as to why we included this and why a lot of people consider it to technically be Creepshow 3. Okay,
0: so technically it's Creepshow 3 from the understanding that I've been able to read and get the gist of over the years is they wanted to make a Creepshow television show. It's a, a show that would go into segments the way this did. Um, they could not secure all the rights to call it Creep Show, so they ended up changing the name to Tales from the Dark Side, and it ran for three seasons, uh, 1987 through 1990. Or it, after it ran for three seasons, um, they decided to make a feature, uh, which was Tales from Dark Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, and uh, Stephen King and George Romero both contributed two tales from the dark side, the movie and the second vignette and um, a lot of the same casting. There's a lot of the same crew. Sorry. Work that worked on the first two movies worked on this movie as well. They also worked on the TV show. Cool. I think that's why it's considered the unofficial third sequels because it's this, that's what it was meant to be. It was always supposed to carry on as creep show. They just couldn't make creep show work. Right. So they renamed it. Right. Any other additions to that hot toddy?
2: Oh, well, I think that pretty much covers it on that. Cool.
1: Cool. So let's, uh, let's move into Tales from the Dark Side here. The wraparound story. Being...
0: 1990, directed oh, yeah, by John yeah. Harris, written by Michael McDowell and George Romero. Mm-hmm. Um, based Now, the stories, the, the Lot 249 story is actually a story written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Wow. Yes. And uh, then...
1: Sherlock fame.
0: Right. And then Cat from Hell, the second vignette, is a story written by Stephen King. And it was written, the story was written by Stephen King, and that's where Romero comes into play, is Romero actually wrote the screenplay, wrote the wrote the screen adaptation for Cat from Hell.
1: Yeah. So, and then yeah. Lover's Vow was written by who? Uh,
0: what's the, the director, Michael, oh, or, okay. or not the director, I'm sorry, Michael McDowell.
1: Gotcha. The gotcha. guy
0: who adapted the third, Arthur, he adapted the first one, then wrote the third
1: one. Gotcha. So the wraparound is none other than
0: who's the little boy? Matthew Lawrence, man. Yeah, of of Joey Lawrence's little brother That's and right. the Lawrence brothers' fame. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Whoa. Who, no, Joey was <laughs> woof. Yeah. Matthew was. Um, <sighs> oh shoot! Why am I having so much trouble? What's Matthew? Was Matthew's claim to fame?
2: Oh uh, well, I mean, he was also in Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, as a yeah, kid, but, but but like yeah. the hot chick. Um. Right. You know, he faded out like all the other Lawrence kids,
0: uh-huh. but. Uh, and Debbie Harry from Blondie, from Blondie, man. Yeah. So we find so
1: so Debbie Harry has this little boy uh, chained up in her home, yep, and she's going to cook him for the dinner party. And so, in order to prolong his imminent death, he he's like, no, 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 let me read you a story, and he's reading her stories from the Tales from the Dark Side book, right? Um favorite sketch. Oh, okay. Favorite sketch.
0: Uh, Hot
2: Um I like the whole movie. I I'm to have to say probably Cat from Hell. I, that, that one's just fun to me.
0: <laughs> it was it was good. I'll give you that, man. It was it was real good. Um I really like "Lover's Vow," man. I do love that one equally too. I Lover's, like, vow Lover's
1: Vow is great. It's so good. Lover's Vow crushes my soul. It's it's.
0: Oh my god! It's my favorite skin. Because you know what? Like literally, as a as a man that's been married thirteen years, yeah. and I know it's not gonna happen. But it was like, what if one day I said that one wrong thing and my whole world gets flipped <laughs> yeah, upside exactly. down? Exactly. And there my wife wrong- and kids. Turn into gargoyle The, the <laughs> one
2: wrong thing where they kill you—that's that's very possible, <laughs> that's
1: right? Very
0: possible.
1: So let's take it from the top then. Lot 249. Lot two forty nine, featuring uh young Steve Buscemi,
0: Christian Slater,
1: Christian
2: Slater, uh, Christian Slater,
0: and Julianne Moore's big screen debut. Yeah, I, I did. I did.
2: It's been a long time since I've seen this one, so I did not realize that Buscemi or Julianne Moore was in this movie.
0: I didn't, I didn't realize Julianne Moore was in it. Until, it's weird to see Julianne with clothes on. <laughs> you
1: know? Red bush. So, um, we got to really start cra- uh, cranking some of these out okay, here. Good, go ahead. Uh, since none of us were crazy about lot 249, even though we like it. Yeah. The, 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 the premise is, uh, Steve Buscemi is kind of a recluse, yeah. kind of reminiscent of, uh, Herbert West in mm-hmm. the reanimator series. Yep. Um, Gets screwed out of a big... Out of a big scholarship, scholarship. award sort of thing. Uh, but he keeps buying up um, relics. Right. And that's what he keeps doing. He was picking up relics for cheap. I don't know if there was like a relics
0: eBay back <laughs> in the day. But he bought Lot 249. He bought Lot 249. Which was a sarcophagus which contained the rem- remnants of a mummy. Right. And inside the mummy contained a, contained a scroll... And which had the the key to the resurrection to bring said mummy back to life. And he was going to bring said mummy back to life to exact his revenge yep. on the people who screwed him out of this um, thing that he was going after.
1: Right. So the mummy is killing for Steve Buscemi's character. Yes.
0: Yep. Um, which I don't understand why you would spend all the time getting a mummy and then reciting some words that may not work when you could have just hired a hitman like in Cat from Hell. <laughs> so I just wanna put that out there. Dottie.
2: Christian Slater. He's amazing,
0: <laughs> dude. I love Christian Slater. Seriously. Why could you not?
2: I love him in different ways, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> Christian Slater is legit one of my one of my favorite actors, man. Love Christian Slater.
2: And and I think this is uh right after the wizard and then right before Young Guns too. So nice.
1: This um this is a good skit. It, 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 like I said, it's not my favorite. I,
2: I think of oddly, and I know, I know it's not necessarily connected. It just it reminds me of the monkey's ball yeah, in some weird totally. way.
1: Absolutely. So we come around to the end. Slater has caught on to Basimy's games, mm-hmm. and um, he he has the chance to kill him, but he doesn't. But he makes him burn the scroll, right? Because ultimately, Basimy has used uh, the mummy to kill Slater's best friend he did win the scholarship award and his sister.
0: The two people who screwed him out of the award.
1: Right. Right. And so uh, the ultimate ending is that, uh, you know, the mummy gets destroyed and, but he thinks he destroys the scroll, but he doesn't. Right. And Basimi uses the scroll to use slater's friend and sister to become reanimated corpses to come then, back to life to kill him to come back to life to kill him
2: yes and, and real quick i will say I'm, I'm not familiar with this guy but michael deke played the mummy and if you look him up he's in almost every full yeah. moon and pirates of the caribbean like he's in oh, like cool. producer special effects man actor he's in and he's in a lot of cool horror films
1: cool is he like a doug jones kind of guy i, I believe so probably animals, sort of thing?
2: behind the scenes in front of the camera behind yeah.
1: everywhere cool cool
2: run alongside christian slater in those sweatpants
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the cat from hell i
2: just i love like even the it's almost a tim burton to me like a big mansion um I uh, it's it's funny because I was I never really knew David Johansson. I Always knew him as a uh, Buster Poindexter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, loved him in Scrooge. I thought it was cool to see him as like a kind of almost play serious in a way.
0: What floor? <laughs> loved him in Scrooge dude. He's but uh,
2: yeah, and 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 you know this is early William Hickey in the wheelchair. So definitely, um, I kept picturing you know Christmas vacation. <laughs> well, Chris- Christmas vacation, but with him in the wheelchair, I kept thinking Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Uh. Um but yeah, this one's a, a weird one where he was what was the the company that he owned? They they euthanized Oh
0: here, let me I have got it written down here. Oh they
1: uh it was a drug company yeah, And they they tested, they tested
2: on, on, on thousands of cats. Yeah.
0: And that's I, I don't I didn't write it down,
2: I So so yeah, bas- basically the black cat shows up for revenge. Yeah. He's um, convinced that the black cat has come back. Yeah, and, and oddly enough it's it's killing the people around him, making him watch. The uh, the assassin like reluctantly takes the job.
1: The hitman. man, to kill a
0: cat, I could do that. I like when he's just sitting there and the cat jumps up on his paw, on his shoulder that first time. It's just like, oh, what the hell? You know, it's it's pretty good, man. Like, there's little things in this sh- this vignette that you're just like, what? Like the cat's eye view. Yeah, dude, that's that's great.
1: It's funny enough. Again, this is uh this is twice now. Todd, that we've we've severely disagreed. This is my least favorite skit. Really, in the film, yeah, yeah, really. Which is nice to have new people to add new perspective.
2: I, I love. It. Well, you know, and and there is the scene where he clutches onto the, the his head, and it's 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 kind of fake, but it's it's fun.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, I'll tell you this: the ending is phenomenal.
2: The ending is phenomenal, I and, I and it time. also features too, Ashley Druma, or sorry Alice Dramond, who just recently passed away. And everyone knows her as the sweet little librarian from Ghostbusters. Yeah, But I don't know. I think the st- it was just a combo, the style and, and a weird, kind of weird, dark humor with the cat.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: You yeah. know, he, he yeah. basically kind of like took his nuts out in one scene. and
0: Dude, the, that end scene, or where he takes down Pointex, where he takes down Johansson. Dude, that is so great. Jumping right, oh, man, right into his mouth. Son. Did we give a full synopsis? No, the, we, don't, we don't need to. It's a cat. It's a guy hired to kill a, a hitman hired to kill a cat. Right. then the guy, as we said, the
1: guy feels like he's haunted
0: by the cat. Yeah. yeah, so yeah.
1: That's
2: he's it. haunted by pussy. <laughs> and <laughs> the cat go.
0: has we killed all. the cat killed his 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 butler, his sister, and their aunt. Yep. Yeah. You know, so like,
1: yeah. So the ending: the cat jumps into his mouth. Yep. Climbs in. <laughs> which I thought was awesome. But then climbs out of his <laughs> mouth and it was awesome too. So good. That's so great. So You're good.
0: just like, why is this so awesome? Because it is. It yeah.
1: just is. So I thought, you know, while on the one hand, I thought the skit was silly. That ending, I was like,
0: ooh. Well, and it, it
2: also, you know, because it always ooh. it always killed at midnight. So it, it somehow it, it froze the clock.
1: Yeah. That's
0: dope. Mm. <laughs>
1: Alright, so moving right along to my favorite.
0: Oh, real quick, I just want to add one little thing. Uh, folks, just pay attention to this. In uh, Lot 249, uh, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead is playing in the background on one of yep. the televisions, yep. and in Cat from Hell, uh, George Romero's Martin is playing on the television. Uh-huh. So just uh, keep your eye out for that. Ne- neat little things like that, guys. Make their way into these movies. Lover's Val. Uh... Starring George Remar. Well, I didn't give the who's in each one. Yeah, I kind of. I know we kind of moving along, but James Renmar is in this, and Raydon Chong. Those are our two leads. Yep, with uh, Robert Klein playing the agent.
1: James Renmar. yes, aka Dexter's
0: dad, aka what the rapey one from
1: the Warriors, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I prefer Dexter's dad, but rapey <laughs> one from the Warriors, if that's your I always forget role. his character name from the Warriors, yeah. man. That's... Um, so he was also he's a... an artist. Yeah. He's an artist, uh, and he finds out some bad news that his art's not selling. Right. And then uh he's at a bar, they're closing down the bar, they go outside. And a fucking gargoyle. <laughs> There's no other way to put that. It's a gargoyle. (laughs) Kills his buddy. The bartender. Yeah, The bartender. And then holds him up and he says, please don't kill me. And he goes, can you keep a secret? (laughs) Okay. Don't tell anyone this ever happened and I'll let you live. Fair enough.
0: Make a vow to me. Make a vow to me. That's right. vow. You can never speak a word about what happened here ever. Exactly. And I'll let you live.
1: So they go on. Oh, Lord. I'm okay. God, you you're good. You're good. You're okay. So
0: they, they go on. Um, he's freaked out about what he saw that night. He's moving on. He's trying to get away. And he comes upon Ray Don Chong. Um, she's a beautiful woman in the wrong part of town trying to hail a cab. Same night. Same night. Same that, night. At that time, she's trying to hail a cab. He tells her, look, you're not going to get a cab here. Cabs don't run here. You know but you can come back to my place and try to get one or call one. And then they go back and he's still freaked out about what's going on. He tries to call the cops, cops pick up. He thinks better about it. He doesn't talk to the cops. And then he was like, look, they're busy. We can try them again later. Or you can call a cab in the morning. And then all of a sudden this most traumatic night, it had to be the most traumatic night of his life. Goes horribly right. Right. Because he starts hooking up with this beautiful stranger. Yeah. And uh they form some kind of bond, man, instantly. Yeah. And uh he's still secretly drawing the creature they've seen, the gargoyle. He's making images of it. He's doing paintings and chalk drawings and everything else. He can't tell anybody, but it's still so fresh in his mind that he's documenting it. Yeah. So...
1: Falls in love, gets married, has a couple
0: kids. And then we see the ten years
2: later. Yeah. Bobby. Dottie. Well, I mean, he also very successful and do part to, oh, right, right, to right, Ray right, Don right. takes off. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So basically she she gives him a, a you know, becomes his wife, makes him famous, right. two children. And then the night of their tenth anniversary, the one thing that he can give her. Is the secrets of, of the what happened the night they met?
0: Yeah, hey, let's let's. He gives her this beautifully sculpted maquette too. Yeah, that he made of the gargoyle. I thought that thing that thing looked amazing. And yeah, what's the secret, Todd?
2: The secret is that she's the gargoyle.
1: <gasps> what? what? So he tells her about what happened the night they met, which was brutal. The, that those effects of the gargoyle killing his friend and yeah. doing all that was brutal
0: dude that that head that head coming off was good
1: well, we, we, literally... we do have
2: the makeup effects of K and b at this point
1: right. so uh, so he tells her what happened and immediately she starts to cry and transform into because he broke his vow. She's and like, I, all
0: you had to do was keep your vows. And, and
2: even more disturbing, it also transforms as children.
0: Oh, dude. This skit is
1: heartbreaking. It is, dude. I mean, it ripped my heart out.
2: And did did you know actually that this this is actually one of the stories? It's it's based off Japanese folklore. Yes. Well, only instead of you know they they could care care less about a gargoyle, it's a ghost.
1: Right. Exactly. And I was gonna say yeah, because I read that too. But but Todd, you're a fan of uh, uh, scary stories. The 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 kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I feel like this is in there somewhere, too. Like, this is a story it's that feels... the
0: woman with the ribbon around her neck. Yes,
1: and... that's right. It feels very much like that. You
0: nailed it. You nailed
1: it.
2: He that. wanted head, and he got yeah. head.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, that's they... all the time we've got for tonight. <laughs> love
0: things. a man, woman that gives you head and lets you keep
1: it. <laughs> but, man, like, yes, it felt very much like one of those tales yeah.
0: that just was like... It,
1: it, was it, cool. it felt
2: like an urban legend. I yeah, mean, it really right. did
0: heartbreaking it is dude because oh. after this his happiness and he finally got he got the fame that he was seeking and he's got the love of this beautiful woman and, and two children, children and and this it. family going for him they just spent the day at some kind of theme park or, and, or something yeah. you know a fair or something and they had done all this together and then he breaks his vow and, and tells it, with, her because with the that's, best that's the only thing you could give her with right? the
1: best intentions exactly. like it wasn't selfish it wasn't like Here's how we're going to make money off of this. No, it's right. like, this
0: is all I have left to give you. This but is I'm all I, I can you. give you. Yeah. He tells her she transforms. And uh, might I add a beautiful transformation scene. Yeah. That thing looked amazing. Oh, like yeah. when the knees come out, oh, the, oh, the oh, things man. start coming out of Did her she hand.
2: feel like that on the inside? Do you, do you <laughs>
0: wonder? <laughs> Asking for a friend. But I like that. And then she he hugs her and she kills him. That's all she can do. Scoops true. her children up, flies up to the perch that we see her in, in the very beginning yep. and turns back into stone, Whew. man, man,
1: dude. And deep. then deep. Yeah. Very deep. Seriously. Deep. Probably one of the deepest gets yeah, way to bring down the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to cry. Uh, and then we, we finish up the wraparound with, uh, Joey Lawrence's little brother.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maddie Lawrence
1: pulling a, a Hansel and Gretel. Yeah,
0: he Hansel and Gretel's this chick
1: man. He, he 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 pushes the chick into the oven that he was supposed to go in. Yes. So, all right, wrapping up Tales from the Dark Side. Let's move into. From,
0: I got to say, Tales from the Dark Side is my favorite installment. It's great. It's great. I really want. Th- this
2: to- is one of mine, and and real quick too, because uh, the '90s did kind of dry up a little bit with horror, theatrical right. horror. Paramount kind of like good or bad. They kind of slayed it for a while because it was like Tell Us from the Dark Side and Hellraiser 3, Pet Cemetery 2, The Relic. Like, like at least they made an effort.
0: They tried. So we're going to move into Creepshow 3, 2006, directed by Anna Clavel and James Doodleson.
2: May they burn in hell.
0: Writers are James Doodleson, Scott Frizzelli, Pablo Pepino, Alex Ungra- Unglo. And Anna Clavelle. It took five people to write this shit.
1: Let's just go through this quick. Okay. It's it's not worth spending a lot of time on. Uh, number one, I want to point out the fact that uh, Creepshow 3 was made because Taurus owned the rights to it. Uh, much like Day of the Dead Part 2. Yeah, I found him. that out on
0: the way up here.
1: Um, I remember Day of the Dead 2 coming out and being so upset about it mm-hmm. and wondering why this happened. And it's because Taurus owned the rights to it. And the same thing with this. Uh, and they use some of the same shitty effects from Day of the Dead 2 that they or maybe it's different. Yeah, this was first, actually. But they use some of the same terrible stuff. It was just to keep the rights because they had it and to make money off of it. Um so Taurus can kiss my butt.
0: Uh the only two things about this movie, um, we we've got a we've got AJ Bowen in yeah. the radio segment. Yeah. I, I love AJ Bowen. That's a great segment. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Claire the Homeless Woman is played by Eileen Dietz that we know from um, oh, Exorcist. Thank yeah.
1: you. What do you have good to say about this movie? Let's start there.
0: Um, I like the radio. I, I, I I'm going I you, like the
1: radio. I, uh, so here's, what, here's some things I like.
2: The, the thing that I, I, I thought best of this film, best acting, was Alice the Rabbit, played by herself. <laughs>
1: Here's what I want to say. I went into this movie fully expecting to hate it because I knew the backstory about Taurus. Right. I hate Taurus. Um, and uh, I, I walked away pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed half of the skits.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I think Universal Remote was awful.
0: Oh, I, uh, yeah, Alice. Yeah, the yeah, Alice skit right. was, was horrible.
1: Um, I think Radio was a good skit. And it reminded me of the X Files episode with the tattoo.
0: Right on. right Remember on. that
1: skip? Right. The X Files episode where the tattoo kept telling him to kill people mm-hmm. and do things. I think it reminded me of that. And,
0: and- I really, I, there was there was a lot to enjoy. I really think about radio because AJ Bowen. I don't know at what point in his career had to be early two thousand six. Oh yeah. So I yeah. mean, AJ Bowen really did bring life to this sketch that I wouldn't have otherwise. I wouldn't have otherwise liked.
1: Um, Coming off of Universal Remote and how terrible it was. Yeah, yeah. To go into radio and go, oh shit! They're trying. Yeah, ra- yeah, ra- yeah, radio wasn't
2: bad, and and I would have to say Call Girl wasn't. That was horrible.
1: Good too. Yeah, right. not, yeah, yeah. Not horrible. <laughs> not good, but not horrible. It was not bad. I, I like the
2: go- Ghost Dog. Uh, th- that's that was the one with the doctor. Um, uh, I don't prof- know.
0: Professor's wife was uh fun. i think it was i think it was fun but it was poorly executed well if they, if they were if they
2: were, weren't supposed to be so smart because how fucking yeah. stupid are you like
0: yeah it's look like how good they made this oh my god i can't believe
2: it look the movies that i watch That's like insane. that they try to sleep with her not dissemble her
0: yeah right. right so i thought that was uh had it been more of a it was when we, we clocked we clocked her to try to not even clocked her, but we literally started digging into her or started harassing her, looking for a panel box or something Mm -hmm. would have been more along the lines of what smart guys would do. They wouldn't have started. They wouldn't have clocked her and started disassembling her with knives and shit. Yes. So that's where it lost me.
1: Right. So I, I say the middle, uh, so universal remote's awful. Radio's good. Call girl killers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ro. uh, professor's wife is fun, but bad. But then we get to haunted dog, the
2: doctor that's haunted dog. And, yeah. and the, the wraparound was the, the weird crash. Like they just all like Pulp Fiction style. Yeah. So there really wasn't a wraparound.
1: Yeah. They made it, it made it, it was more connected. They, than they more, around. yeah, they, they were, And I, I liked, I actually appreciated that. Well, that they people were walking connected.
0: in of uh, scenes, you get to see it go from here to there. Yes. Like you said, Pulp Fiction style. Yeah. I, I mean, some of that was cool, but then some of it you're sitting there going, What's the, the the
2: crappy cartoon at the beginning just oh yeah. dude
0: the crappy cartoon literally like I wasn't sure I'm I'm being a hundred with one hundred percent I wasn't sure I was watching Creep Show three when I saw the shitty cartoon oh I was expecting the creep
2: I yep, was expecting yep, yep, yep. some
0: kind of but then the animation that we saw this digital esque early on early digital animation I was like this is horrible dude yeah like I couldn't. Like I fast forwarded through it. I'm being honest with you. Yes, man. Like it was bad.
1: Um. Yeah. The haunted dog. Uh. Remind anybody of the hitchhiker skit from two. <laughs> because that guy kept popping up. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was a recycle. There, Except for thanks for the ride, lady.
0: <laughs> there's supposed. He said
2: thanks for the hot dog.
0: <laughs> thanks for the hot dog, homie. Yeah. think like, he comes back at the end, just. But um, uh, I think there's supposed to be again. One thing I think missed the mark on this one was the morality tales.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, at what point, like, she was, she, Alice was a bad person. You could hear, that's what the whole phone conversation of her walking up to the house was, is for you to see how shitty of a little girl she actually was. And then gets inside, and with every click of the remote, she becomes uglier on the outside to match her inside. And... The uh, the switching of families was whatever. So it's supposed to be that morality tale. Whatever. I didn't get it. I mean, I I got it, but I mean, it wasn't prominent.
1: Yeah, I get it. Um, it's dumb, but I get it. You no, know,
0: <laughs> right. um, radio. I thought you know the, his conscious his his conscious. You know what I'm saying is it, the thing that's guiding him to do. Yeah, it was there, but to the sketch but the, the the, the, the dirty morality. pimp one. It, it
1: wasn't as good as radio with uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.
2: I, I think the morality <laughs> tale was uh was this this movie was made for nothing but profit off of a franchise that they knew people would want. Because yeah. I remember people being excited that they were making a creep show three, um, I, and I think creep show like one, two, and tales from the dark side they were all kind of made for like for children of, of the of heart of yeah. people that grew up on this kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. Where, where this one I felt was made by a child. Yeah. and and I have to say this is. On my top 10 worst movies of all time. It's, it's, it's right there with Home Alone 4.
1: Wow. That's, man. I'm yeah, mad. I was angry That's that I had to watch this movie again. Because, because I, was, I was pleasantly pleased with the middle three segments that I didn't hate it as much as I should have. Have you seen Critters 4?
2: Critters Four <laughs> is, wait, wait, wait. is
1: Ghoulies Four. Have you seen Ghoulies Four? a Ghoulies
2: Four is probably in my in my that top ten there.
1: <laughs> Ghoulies Four is so bad. Uh man. Someday we needed an episode of the
2: worst. Probably. But it still had a better production value than this. Probably. Well, and
1: then I just want to close with that awful CGI ending. That like guy I think that's at the hot dog thing and his face yeah. melts off and it's some I mean, I could I could make it on my iPhone right now yeah, yeah. Than that. So all right, let's wrap it up. We have ran an hour
0: and
2: twenty minutes, oh, this, but, but,
0: but no. you know what? There's the a first, lot to the talk, first talk first about. We're really yeah, yeah, yeah. About, no, man. and I, I oh, darks had the first three where right, we're talking. Yeah. There's only
2: one piece of shit in this thing. <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. totally. So yeah.
1: there were lots of pieces of corn.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I
1: yeah, this is plus great. each one
0: had vignettes. And, yeah. yeah,
1: I would highly recommend one and two and dark Side.
0: Oh, definitely, 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 darks, and like because you don't have. To, I mean, it's it's awesome if you do, but Dark Side you can pick up as a standalone if you have to. Yeah. And definitely check out the series. We didn't go into series. We usually don't. Um, but definitely check those out. Those they brought those, they re released those on DVD yeah. recently. You can pick up all the seasons for. I want to say under forty bucks. I think it's even under thirty at this point. Nice. Like you can pick them up on DVD for under cool. thirty bucks.
2: This actually watching them made me want to watch the the Us from the Dark Side show. Yeah, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm about
0: to I've never it seen it. I'm about to pick it up. Yeah.
1: Um. So I I said that uh, Creepshow two is my favorite. Uh, Mad Chan said Dark Side.
0: Dark Side definitely.
1: Toddy.
2: I think it's a tie for me for Creepshow one and Dark Side. The, yeah. Those two were just.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. So, great. Well,
2: (laughs) right. That's Chad pukes on himself. (laughs) No, not me, bro.
1: Chad just barfed down his shirt. uh we should no, i talked about creep show three Stop. all right Stop. so wrapping up for the midwest monsters and another uh another installment i mean it, this is great i yeah, really enjoyed I like this it. show i really enjoyed these films that we talked about i'm, I'm glad that we covered this this was great this, yeah. i really enjoyed this so uh i am one of your hosts i'm grizzly abner i'm joined by glad and
2: and and I would say lukewarm Toddy.
1: Alright, he's <laughs> lukewarm at this point. My friends, please out there, stay scary. Thanks for the ride, lady.